Thank you. Let's give it up for the worship team today. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you for, for being here this morning. It's a beautiful day. We had a very beautiful time in prayer today, uh, Pastor Henry and I. And um, let me encourage you that every Sunday it's a great opportunity for us to come together, uh, pray, look for the presence of God, pray not only for needs, but also for the opportunity to share with others about the spiritual needs that other people have um, in the church. So I want to encourage you, every Sunday, 9.30, uh, we are here together. So I want to take you to the book of Deuter Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. And I want to speak on the subject today of don't settle for second best. Okay, say it with me. Don't settle for second best. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 13 says this way. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top. And never at, oh, I don't, think, I don't think you heard the word of God today. Let, let me repeat that verse again. We're, we're too calm. We need to be more excited. The Lord will make you, what? The head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will... Always, not sometimes, not every once in a while, not if you're lucky, not if your boss likes you, not if people likes you, you will always be at the and not the. All right, let's pray. Father, we love you so much this morning, Lord God, for your word. Thank you, Lord God, because this is a promise, Lord God, that you have given to us. You don't want us to settle for second best. There's no plan B in the eyes of God. There's no plan B in the kingdom of God. There's only one plan, one destiny, a full potential that you want us to reach. And I pray today, Lord God, that as we share your word, that we will be encouraged, Lord God, to look for the best of the best in this life. Because as a father, as a heavenly father, that is what you want for us, and we should expect it, walk in faith, believe it, and live it, Lord God, every single day, because you want us to always be at the top and not at the bottom. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Yeah. So when God created you, he, when he laid down the plan that he had for you, God did not, did not only create you or create you to just live by or pass by every single day or just to endure or to survive or to hardly make it in life. God put more than enough in your life so that, as the Bible says, you will become more than a conqueror. You will become a champion. God is a God of abundance. God is a winner. God is a champion. God doesn't lose. He's not a loser. He's a winner. 
Even if the enemy believes that he has one point on his side, God always comes at the end victorious because he is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the most powerful God that will ever be if there's any other God. And of course, we know that there isn't. God is the champion and he gives us this promise today where the Bible says that the Lord will make you the head and not the tail in your life. You will always be at the top and not at the bottom. It is a promise. It is a determination. It is the full potential that God wants you to fulfill in your life. We see the scripture uh, in the book of Matthew when the Bible says that Jesus gave food to over 5,000 people when he multiplied a little boy's lunch. It's very curious that the Bible says that when Jesus was going to pray, you know, for that lunch to be multiplied, uh, the Bible says that the apostles, they counted the people around there, the people who were there, and there were over 5,000 people who were there following Jesus, and they all were hungry. But when it came to making the miracle, when it came to multiplying that lunch, the Bible says that at the end, when everybody was satisfied, uh, and I mean by satisfied, I mean they really ate really good that day, that there were 12 baskets with leftovers at the end of the lunch. Now, Jesus, of course, he knew how many people were in the crowd. He knew how hungry were the people. The people were. But even though Jesus knew the exact amount of people that were in that crowd that day, he still made the miracle in a way that there wasn't only enough for everybody to be fed, but there were leftovers for people to see that when he gives, he gives in abundance. When God gives, he gives more than our expectations. He gives more. He, he has more. The Bible says in Philippians that he will provide for our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So that is the God we serve. We serve a God that always, he is willing to give us more, to take us an extra mile, to go further in life, to reach the full potential. Because God doesn't want you to settle for second best. If God has already chosen the best for you, why would you chose or why would you choose what is second best for you in your life? God is more than enough of a God to bless you and to supply all your needs. He wants you to reach your full potential. He wants you to be blessed so that you can bless other people through the blessings that God will give to you. This is where the Israelites, they missed it, you know, when they were in Egypt. If you read in the book of Exodus, the Bible says that Moses came. Uh, God had already spoken to Moses. Moses, I want my people to go free. I want you to go and talk to the Pharaoh. And I want you to tell him, let my people go for three days in the desert so that they can worship me. As you know the story, the Bible says that the Pharaoh, he got really upset that the Israelites wanted to go and worship God in the desert. And the Pharaoh said, no, you are not going. The Pharaoh said, you guys are lazy. So what I will do is from now on, not only you will continue to be slaves uh, in Egypt, but now that you are doing or making bricks, I am not going to give you the materials that were given to you so that you will make the bricks. Now you have to go on your own, look for the material to make the bricks, and still do and commit to making the fully 
quota that has been established for you on a daily basis. Whether that was 100, 500, or 1,000, we don't know. But the Pharaoh said, I want you to commit and I want you to, to still produce what you were producing with the materials. And I'm going to make it harder for you to become a slave and to be a slave because he was very upset. Now, if you read in the scripture, when the Pharaoh did that, a lot of the Israelites, you know, they got very upset with Moses because they said, Moses, why are you coming here to stir, to stir things up? Now, we have to work three times more as the slaves because you came here and now the Pharaoh is really upset. Now we have to make bricks and we don't have the material to do that. So our lives now are worse. So many of the Israelites, I imagine, because I, when you read the scripture, the Israelites, it doesn't say that they, in the Bible that they were praying, God, uh, make us free. Uh, make a way for us to be free. We don't want to be slaves anymore. A lot of Israelites, they were praying, God, help us to meet the quota. Help us to find the materials that we need to make the bricks uh, in the land, wherever they are, uh, provide so that we can continue making those bricks for the Pharaoh. So in other words, they were praying to be better slaves instead of praying for God to make them free. God had already spoken to them years ago. The Israelites, I will make you a great nation you will go to a land where there, there's a flow of milk and honey, and you will live for a lot of years. You will be so successful that the people from other parts of the world are going to come, and they will want to be you. They will want to borrow from you because you will be so successful when you follow my commands. But they have been in slavery for so many years that they have forgotten about the promises of God. And this is where we missed it in life so much. We are conditioned. The Israelites were conditioned by the environment. And they believe in themselves that that's all they could get. That's all that they deserve because they were slaves. So they were not praying, God set us free. Help us to come out of Egypt or do something about this slavery situation they were just saying God help us to be better slaves help us to make the bricks help us to continue to do better where we are when God wanted to do something else God wanted them to be free completely so the Israelites they were conditioned by the environment they were living in do you know that many times in church many times in the community people allow their circumstances People allow their environment, people allow their past, people allow other people, people allow their mistakes to determine their potential that they can live in their lives and they just stay content with what they have. They don't look for more because they believe that those, that's all they deserve. But the Bible doesn't say that. God said that if you... Pay attention to my commands. I will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be at the top. You will never be at the bottom. You will always be the best of the best because I'm the Lord your God. I am who I am. That's the type of God that I am. I always provide more of what you expect. And I will take you further and I will provide for you. But the Israelites were conditioned because of their slavery to not go over 
that situation because they were conditioned mentally and they were conditioned in their hearts that that's their life and they couldn't do anything else. A lot of times in the church, a lot of times in our lives, we are conditioned, you know, by our own environment, and the environment tells us this is who you are, and this is the, this is the most that you can achieve in life. Therefore, be happy, just with, content with who you are. What the Bible says that God wants us to, to go for more. Do not settle. If you are in a situation right now where you feel that you deserve more, that you deserve more opportunity, that you deserve more doors to be open, then get up, claim the promise of God and continue moving forward. Start knocking on doors. Start pushing for those doors. If one door doesn't open, God will make another door be open somewhere else. But start knocking on doors. God wants us to ask. God wants us to be proactive. God doesn't want you to remain in that environment just like the Israelites back then. Oh, I'm, I'm a slave, so I might as well, you know, just, you know, be a good slave and be in this environment. So help me, God, to make it. That's not exactly what God wants for us. He wants us to, to go beyond that. Um, and the Israelites, you know, they were conditioned by that environment. So my question for you is, what are you praying for today? Are you praying to produce more bricks because that's what you have to do in your life? Or are you praying that God blesses you more, that God opens more doors for you so that you can be successful? See, it's a mindset mentality. We, a lot of times, you know, we read verses in the Bible that say uh, everything works for the good of those who love God. Or we are more than conquerors in Christ. And we read it, but we don't believe it ourselves. When we are thinking about our dreams, about the things that we desire, we, we, we make it in a way that we condition ourselves no, you know, what I want is too big, it requires a lot of money, or it requires good connection. I don't know if I will ever do it. So we condition, we are conditioned by the human limitations that we have around us. But I don't think that that's the mindset that God wants us to have. He told the Israelites, hey, you are my people. I chose you. I want you to be the head, not the tail. Think about that. I want you to be leaders. I want you to be risen. I want you to succeed. I want you to excel. Yes, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. There's going to be tragedy. There's going to be mistakes. There's discipline that will be in your life through God. But the plan continues to be plan A, not plan B. God already knew your life. God already knew that you were going to mess up. God already knew the mistakes that you were going to make. But he still designed his plan so that you would be a successful child of God. But the mindset has to change. That's why we come to church. That's why you sit down to hear the message. That's why you go to the life group on Thursdays. So that you can be challenged about what you believe in the word of God. Because we have the most powerful father in the world. We have the most connected father in the world. But sometimes we don't live it like that. We don't live it like that. And we need to believe it. Because it is a promise that God will take us further if we only believe. If we follow his commands. So the Israelites, you know, they were praying, oh God, uh, help us. And they were upset at Moses. But Moses, what are you doing here in Egypt? You're making our slavery worse. We were okay like that. 
And even if you read, you know, in, in Exodus chapter 14 and chapter 20, uh, when the Israelites were about to cross, you know, or to go to the other side of, of the sea, even there were, there were some Israelites that, that came to Moses and complained. And they said, Moses, we were okay being slaves when we were in Egypt. I mean, we were being whipped. We were being bitten. We were being punished. We were being kicked. I mean, we, we were required to, to make so many bricks without the material. And we were required to go and look for the material and make the bricks. But we were still okay in that condition. Why did you have to bring us here? Our environment sometimes conditions us to have a limited mindset mentality in which we don't believe that God can take us more, more or beyond or further. Because we do not understand sometimes the word of God. Do not let your condition or your life uh, condition your life or the success or the level of success that you can have in your life. Do not settle for second best. Do not see your limitations. Instead of seeing your limitations, look at the God that you have. He's a God that opens doors. He's a God that, that he, can, he can do so many great things for you if you just believe. Just get the word of God and, and start praying. When you pray, just pray, God, I believe what the, the, the Bible says in Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I guarantee you that if I ask each one of you to come forward today and I ask you, I want you to be completely honest and transparent and say exactly what you desire in your heart. What are the desires of your heart? I guarantee you that many of us, we will be shocked at the desires that some of us have. There, a lot of them are crazy desires. Wow, you want to do that? You want to accomplish that? Wow, but that's what the Bible says. Uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, I have plans. I have plans to prosper you. I don't want to harm you. I have plans to give you hope, to give you a future. The, there's, there's another scripture that says, hey, everything you ask in my name, I will do it for you. So God, he has planted the seed of greatness in our lives. And we get conditioned by the environment to not look for more. I really, you know, when I think about this church, um, I'm very grateful, Charles. You know, he told me the other day, Franklin, if you want to go around the community, I'll go with you. Because I am planning on going to the community in a few weeks, and I just want to go door by door. Hey, uh, we, we are from Agape Church, that church that you see up there, and we just want to know what you need. We just want to know if, if, if there's anything that we can do for you, and let's go door by door, knocking on doors. Not, not to, not to you know, promote the church, but to promote Jesus. Just to tell people, hey, how, what can we do for you? Is there anything that we can do for you? And, and, and I see when I take a look at this church, I said, God, I know you will bless that church. I know you will continue to bring people from the community. I know that you will make this church the head and not the tail. There's thousands of people living in Pasadena and so many thousands, you know, who need Christ. We need to go to them and we need to tell them this is the plan that God has for your life. That he wants to make you the head and not the tail. You will always be at the top and not at the bottom. But we need to believe in that powerful God. So do not set limitations on you. 
Do not say, oh, I'm not educated enough, I don't have a degree, or I don't speak fluently, or I can't do that, I can't play an instrument, because it's not only about you, it's about what God can do through you. And he has said, I will make you the head and not the tail. You will be surprised how God can open great doors for you if you just believe it. If you just believe it in your heart. We have somebody here at the church that has written books. And her book is in Amazon.com. If you go to Amazon, you will see that book. She just finished it a few weeks ago and we have it right here. We have a writer. Can you say amen? amen. Get excited. We have so, and it's not a, a, a little book like this. It's a very thick book. And trust me, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in that book. I already started hearing about it. So what is your potential? How far do you want to go? Start praying for your dreams. Don't pray just to make it. Don't pray just like, you know, the Israelites. Oh, no, 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 no. We were, we were fine in Egypt. I mean, we were slaves, but we were, we were doing okay. No, that God wants to push you to get out of your comfort zone so that you can be blessed. Because if you are blessed, other people will be blessed. What a great testimony when people from the community say how many blessed people are in this church. Whatever your walking life is, it could be physically, spiritually, intellectually, uh, materially, emotionally, whatever. But start praying for your dreams because God can make things happen that you cannot make things happen. I really love, you know, that story in the Bible from Matthew chapter 20. Uh, when Jesus healed two men, the Bible says that Jesus was walking, you know, with his disciples. And, of course, a lot of people uh, were following Jesus. And there were two blind men, you know, um, on the side of, of, of the road. And the story says that when those men who were blind, they heard that Jesus was passing by, they started screaming. They said, Jesus. Son of David, have compassion, have mercy on us. Jesus, son of David, have compassion on us. And the people, a lot of people got bothered and say, hey, stay quiet. Stay quiet. Leave Jesus alone. But when, when these people came to this blind man saying that instead of calming down, these men started screaming and yelling even louder, Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. I mean, sometimes... I have invited you guys to come forward if you have a need. And I waited two minutes. And I waited three minutes. And I waited four minutes. <laughs> and nobody dares to come. You know why? Because you are conditioned to what people say. You are conditioned by the perception that other people have about you. If I need God to do something in my life, I don't care who's around me. I'm going to go after Jesus. And these blind men, they didn't care that everybody was telling them, shut up. Stay quiet. Shh. They got louder and even louder until they got the attention of Jesus. And Jesus turned around and went to this man. And I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm just very fascinated because when Jesus came to this blind man, Jesus asked, hey, guys, um, why are you screaming my name? What can I do for you? 
And Jesus already knew that they were blind. Jesus could have just instantly touched them and said, be, let your eyes be open. See now. But Jesus didn't ask that question. Jesus asked this man, hey, what can I do for you? And you know why Jesus asked that question? Because Jesus wanted to hear the type of mentality that they had. These two men could have said, oh, Jesus, come on. I mean, you know, uh, we're blind. So can you, can, can you provide somebody who can take care of us because we can't see? Or Jesus, can, can, can you open a door so that someone can hire us because nobody wants to hire us because we're blind? Or can you provide a house so that we can live in that house because, you know, we're blind, we can't see. But this man said, this man didn't say any of that. They said, Jesus, we want to see. We want to see. They, they asked for the best. They asked for the great. They asked for the unachievable. They asked for the impossible. And Jesus very happily said, be healed. And instantly the Bible says that their eyes were open. James chapter 4 says that sometimes we pray and we don't receive because we ask amiss. We pray amiss. That word amiss in the original language says or means a mistaken way, in a wrong way. Sometimes we pray and we don't receive because we are asking for maybe just God provide a house so that I can live there uh, because I'm blind. But these blind men, they're not, they're not caring about those little things. They want the impossible. They want what nobody can give them. They reach for the best. They shoot for the stars. And that's the kind of God that we have. We are conditioned by too many limitations. You know, I get surprised many times that, you know, when, when I talk to people, they say, you know, how come, you know, we don't see miracles here in the United States? God doesn't heal in the United States. And I say, well, you must be wrong because the same God I had in El Salvador or the same God I had when I went to Guatemala or Peru on my mission trips is the same God here. The Bible says that those signs and wonders will follow to those who believe. So God is the same, but how is our prayer? What are we asking for? Are we asking just for, just for something momentary? Are we asking just like the Israelites, Lord, just, just help you to be a better slave, Lord. Lord, just help you to make it. Just help you to get by, oh, God, 2019, help you, help you to make it through this year, Lord God. Because last year was so tough. Oh, Lord God, it was so hard. Help you to make it this week. Help you to make it this month. Oh, God, just help, you to, just help you to be on time with my bills, Lord God. That's all I'm asking God. When God is saying, I will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be at the top and not at the bottom. Don't settle for second best. You deserve more than that. You are a child of God. You deserve the best. And God wants to give you the best. But be like this blind man. Do not let the environment condition you about what you can accomplish, what God can give you. When we give you the opportunity to come forward, hey, 
You know, uh, Mark chapter 5, there's a story of a man who was demon-possessed. And Jesus was walking by, and the Bible says that everybody was so scared about this man that people, people just, they were terribly terrified about this man. And this man knew that people didn't like him. He was messed up. He had a messed up life. Nobody gave five cents, you know, for this man. But that chapter in Mark chapter 5 says that when he saw Jesus from a distance, from far away, he ran to Jesus. He ran to Jesus. Why did he run? Because he knew that Jesus was the only one who could give him the miracle that he needed. I don't know about you guys, but I think our attitude towards God has to change. We, are a God, we have a God that is powerful, that makes a way. We have a God that, that has given us this beautiful book that is called the Bible, that is full of promises. If we believe in him, he will make us the head and not the tail. Wherever you are, God will make you the head and not the tail. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, I just thank you so much, Lord God, for this time. I thank you, Jesus, for everybody in this church, Lord God. I thank you, God, because this church is a light into this community. And I want to pray, Lord God, for people around this church, Lord God, because I know that there are people around this community who desperately need a change of life, desperately need a change uh, of course, Lord God, in their lives. I pray, Lord God, that we will continue to be a light to this community, Lord God, and that we will reflect, we will project to them, Lord God, who we believe in, Lord God, who our God is. You are a God that wants to give us the best. You don't want us to settle just for, for a little life or just to get by, Lord God. You want us to have the best of the best. And I pray, Lord God, right now for this community, I pray that you open doors. I pray, Lord God, that in the future, Lord God, we can have job fairs in this church, Lord God. Why not, Lord God, invite employers to come to this little building and, and open job opportunities for people in the community. Maybe we can do leadership trainings, Lord God, for people in the community. Maybe in the future, Lord God, we can do counseling for couples in the community. Maybe this will be a place, Lord God, where people can look for hope when there's no hope in their lives. Maybe when they run out of options or God in their community, maybe somebody can come to them and say, hey, you know that church, Agape right there in that street? Go to that church because they will help you. They will help you seek for answers and find answers. Lord God, you have called us to be the head and not the tail, to be at the top and not at the bottom. But we need to believe it. We need to believe in you. We need to change our mentality, our mindset. And let not the environment condition or determine who we are, who we are going to be, or how much we can accomplish. But let the word of God determine who we can become, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, today for any needs in this church, Lord God. I pray that if anybody needs uh, healing and restoration in their bodies, I pray that you touch them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they will believe in the power that you have. I pray for anybody who might be going through finances, 
uh, financial challenges, Lord God. I pray for better jobs, or I pray even for businesses, Lord God, to be started in this church. I pray for new dreams. If someone doesn't have a dream and, and feels like, oh, I already did what I had to do in life. No, no, no. That's not the end. Just like Caleb, Lord God, when he was 80 years old, he still wanted to go to war. And, and he said, even though I'm 80 years old, I still feel like if I would be 40 years old, I want to go to war. And the Bible says that he went to war and he conquered lands and towns and people, even though he was in his older age, Lord God. I pray that we will not limit you about what you can do in us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we would change our mindset, our mentality, that we believe in a God that has said we are more than conquerors. We believe in a God that has said even if things go the wrong way in your life, God will still use it for your good, for your for your for your growth, for, for your provision. I thank you, Father, for this time. I want you to just give thanks to God right where you are. Maybe you haven't had the right attitude when it comes to asking. Just like those blind men, they kept screaming and yelling even louder to get the attention of Jesus until they got it. Maybe your attitude has to change today and instead of settling for second best, God is waiting for you to make a decision, make a choice. You are waiting for God to provide, but maybe God is waiting for you to make the decision, take the first step and believe that he will provide on the way. Just God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness.